Welcome Love to the Honor Report. Radio. I'm your host, Brett Rosenthal, and this is a show about quantum mental investing. It's where we take quantitative execution, combine it with a fundamental foundation that creates edge from information that we share with individual investors. That's what we're doing. All of this information I use in my own personal portfolio and for investors I work with through our interactive brokers affiliation. This is a live trading desk. I'm surrounded by screens. The phone might ring. Bear with me if I have to take a step back. This is basically a live look into what I do every day. I've been doing it 30 years. I'm trying to share with you information that I've gathered over that time and that I continue to gather. So what we're going to talk about today is we're going to, we're going to cover why we are short in all of our model portfolios. We have four model portfolios at Interactive Brokers that all of our um, investors link to, one of these four, depending on their risk profiles and tolerance, whatnot. We have short positions on the stock market in all of those model portfolios. I'm going to share with you why. Then we're going to talk about um, precious metals, gold and silver, and how we're using them to hedge portfolios and why we're considering increasing our exposure there. And then I'm going to wrap up with a reveal of a new index that is um, confirming the dangerous situation the stock market's in. Those of you who follow the Armour Report for a while know that I've been telling you to be risk off for a while. I can tell you that with a fair amount of certainty because we use seven indexes. These are all exchange-traded funds, ETFs. We have algorithms written for those seven that in concert tell us when to add risk and subtract risk. These are probability and statistical algorithms. This is the quantitative part of the research we do on our desk. This is not a guarantee. When I say risk on, it's not a guarantee the market goes up. And when I tell you risk off, it's not a guarantee it goes down. This is probabilities and statistics. We want to get on the right side of the probabilities. And over time, we'll be more successful than the average investor. So on June 4th, I told all you guys risk on across the board because every index is telling us in concert it's time to add risk. Then we exited that position a couple months later, and I've been telling you for a while now, you must reduce risk, whatever that means for you. It means something different for everybody. I can't tell you how to invest because I don't know you. So I'm trying to educate you on what we're doing with our personal assets, when to protect them and when to get aggressive with them. You have to determine what it means to protect and be aggressive. Example, um, in our index only portfolio that's long only, we've been carrying cash for a couple months. I had some pushback on that. Some subscribers asked me, hey, market's going up. Why aren't you long in that index? Uh, in that model portfolio. And I said, simply, we carry cash 100%. 
could be weeks, could be months in that model portfolio. And we only take exposure when the probabilities are at their highest and we don't have that confluence. So we'll sit in cash. Sometimes we could be long for months in that portfolio. Sometimes we're in cash for months. Now, I described for you in the last couple of weekend reviews why we were risk off. I'm not going to go over that again. There are seven indexes we use. They're all ETFs. You can watch the other um, um, videos to see what we're talking about there. But each of our um, each of our algorithms are designed for the specific volatility, both top day and multi day for each index. And what I've been trying to say to you guys is, look, there's no confluence. Some parts are going up, some are collapsing. And that's usually a sign that you want to hold more cash and be defensive. So what I want to share with you is what got us to uh, put shorts into the portfolio as a hedge. As a hedge. Now, you might ask yourself, well, Brett, I've been to your website. You have a risk monitor. Yes, you've been telling me risk off for a couple of months now, but you never told me to get short. True. I will never tell you on this show to get short. I think shorting for individual investors is incredibly dangerous. I think it's a professional tool. It's something I do to hedge a portfolio, but I'm more than happy to just hold a bunch of cash in a risk-off position. I don't have to short, and I strongly recommend people don't short. It's a dangerous endeavor if, you're not, um, if you don't fully understand what you're doing. Because it's an emotional situation. People want to be uh, positive. It's just your nature. Most people, um, when the market's going higher and they're short, they just can't stand the agony of that. So it, it's very, it, it's, it's something you really don't want to do. But as a professional, it's my job to manage risk in a portfolio, both my own and for clients. And so there'll be times where I use the indexes to help protect my dividend passive income portfolio. So at the very, you know, at the very least, sometimes I have up here in this corner a bull or a bear to tell you what I think the market's doing. So let's just throw up there um, this chart right now, okay? That, that's where we're at, this picture. The bear is mauling the bull at the moment, and there's no real direction. I'm not willing to come out here and say I'm shorting across the board because I think we're in a bear market. I think it's very hard to call a bear market when you have 15 plus trillion dollars of negative interest rates around the world and lots of liquidity and nowhere for it to go except for what high dividend paying equities. Okay, so. I really want to hold on to that portfolio as long as I can. Now, if I'm wrong and this turns into a real bear market and the market implodes, I will lose money. I will lose the, you know, don't, don't be confused. Just because you own dividend stocks that pay an income doesn't mean they're not going to go down if the market drops 25%. They will. 
So the object there is to keep collecting our dividend and make our way through the bear market, come out the other side, our principles intact, and we've collected dividends the whole time. Emotionally, that's very hard to do. I've been, I've been running money for 30 years. When the market implodes, a lot of investors bail. They just can't stand the, the, the losses, and they usually bail at the wrong time. So what I try to do on my desk is use the indexes in a short to intermediate-term uh, holding period to, to um, cushion the blow of a stock market going lower. So it's not that I want to be outright short trying to make money as the market goes down. I'm a cat in a hot tin roof with my short positions. I've got some great gains in them right now. So I have to manage when do I want to book those gains versus um, do I want to leave that short out there to protect my dividend portfolio. That's really what I'm trying to do. I'm not really trying to maximize my gains on the short side. I just want to allow myself to keep collecting, and my investors keep collecting the yield without the emotional component of a stock market that's imploding. And it's imploding right now, no doubt about it. Time for a quick review of what I've been saying that's 100% accurate. Sorry if that's you know, not humble enough for you. I don't mean to be obnoxious about it. But I will tell you, it's, it's something that you need to understand, and I hope you've been p picking up what I've been laying down. The last couple of months, I've been telling you risk off. Market started to go up, and I shared this chart with you. Okay, remember that chart? I shared this chart with you. The market's been running up into the Fed announcements and selling off after the Fed announcement. Running up into the Fed announcement, off after the Fed announcement. And it was running up into the Fed announcement. Okay? And a lot, of, a lot of subscribers were asking me, why am I not long the market into the Fed announcement that the market's running? And I showed you this chart repeatedly. And I said, the world's changing a bit. The market's behavior's changing a bit. The rallies are less and less. And every time the Fed speaks, the market is disappointed. Until that process changes... I'm going to be more cautious. That's the fundamental foundation. Then we look at the quantitative side, and I told you all the way through the rally, there's no confluence here. This rally is on shaky ground, and here we are. The market's imploding. So let's take a look now at what happened. The black line, right, is the, in front of the Fed. Fed makes their comments. Market sells off. In front of the Fed, comments, market sells Notice each rally is shorter now. Each rally into the Fed announcement is shorter, shorter. Now we have this little teeny rally that we did not buy because we had no confluence. And now the market is breaking back down. This green line here is the 200-day moving average. You have a double top in place. You've broken below the 50-day. You're now challenging the 200-day. So you would say to me, well, why aren't we just completely outright bearish? And I would tell you, um, emotionally, I'd like to be completely outright bearish. I think the market's going lower. Look, I shared with you guys the last couple of weeks that the leadership in the market is collapsing. The momentum index breaking down. The IBD 50 breaking down. The only thing that was carrying the market for a couple of weeks 
were small cap bank stocks, as we saw IWM rally. Okay, so, and I told you that this is those are not the type of stocks that drive the stock market to all time new highs. When you get the leadership collapsing, there's something wrong with the market. And here we are down near the lows again. So why am I not aggressively bearish? I have a hard time reconciling that with the amount of liquidity out there and the fact that central banks are at the ready to add more liquidity. And we have over $15 trillion of negative interest rate yields. So where's the money going to go? Unless we're really going into a financial crisis, but I can't see. I don't know. Maybe we are. And this is why I'm willing to hedge here and hold my dividend payers and hold a fair amount of cash in portfolios. I'm going to change the order of things. I was going to talk about gold for a second, but I think right now is the time to show you the chart of another index that confirms the shaky ground the market's on right now, and that's the IPO index. So when we talk about leadership, we talk about momentum index, we talk about IBD 50, okay, NASDAQ 100's leadership. All of those things are failing. The IPO index is a very interesting index. It's a gauge of how aggressive people are willing to be. So when you see the S&P go higher and the IPO index start to collapse, it's telling you there's a hollowing out of the stock market. Something's wrong. People aren't willing to take that risk. So it's another leading indicator. Here's a chart of it. Recent IPOs breaking down relative to the S&P. Okay. That's another problem. Now, I'm not going to add that to my magnificent seven, right? I got seven indexes that really drive the whole market. The value index, momentum, IBD 50, S&P, the Dow, the NASDAQ 100, small cap index. But it is worthwhile looking at the IPO index as you see it dramatically underperform it's another sign the market's hollowing out and people are getting afraid. Then you put on top of that this massive blow up with WeWork. Why do I care about WeWork? It was a private company. I'll tell you why. It was supposed to be this unbelievable unicorn IPO excitement and the whole thing is imploded. So now that tells you that there is a significant reduction of risk across the board in public and private markets. Something's wrong. That gets us to precious metals. I've been, I think a couple of months ago, I have to go back and look. You can take a look at our um, playlist and you'll see a precious metals playlist. Go watch the last couple of precious metals um, videos. I highlighted for you the massive run up off the bottom after like a seven year decline in these stocks and these assets. We had a huge break off the bottom. I laid out for you piece by piece what's going on fundamentally. Things are changing. Number one, 15 plus trillion in negative interest rate government bonds around the world. Banks are forced to keep a certain amount of cash on hand at all times. They have to invest that cash in a tier one asset. Tier one assets are usually government bonds. If you're investing the money in government bonds and those bonds are negative yielders, you're losing money. In April, 
gold was added as a tier one asset that banks are now allowed to hold. That's a major shift for the supply-demand equation when it comes to gold and silver. On top of that, a massive manipulation of price has been revealed, and J.P. Morgan is in the midst of a major lawsuit, criminal investigation. So now the price is allowed of gold. It's now allowed to find its natural equilibrium. Central banks are buyers, not sellers. The effective lease rate on gold is negative now or negligible. So there's no incentive to be leasing it out for sale. Those are all the fundamental foundations. We had a big move off the bottom. And I said to you, I'm not buying the run-up, but I will be buying the weakness and the first test of the 50-day moving average will get me to seriously focus on gold and silver and the mining stocks. We're at that price right now. Here's a chart of gold. GLD. This is a simple ETF GLD. By the way, guys, I'm not recommending you buy GLD. I'm just showing you what gold has done. We had the big breakout in that first black square box. The green lines, the 200-day, the, 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 the black lines, the 50-day. We had a big run-up. One, two, three months, right? Looks like one, two, three months up. Okay. Then we've had this pullback the last month or so. You could see um, that second black box all the way to the right of the screen is the first pullback to the 50-day moving average. That's where I'm starting to accumulate a position. And I'm not buying GLD, by the way. I'm buying other gold and silver assets. Okay. This is another way to hedge a portfolio. If there is a financial crisis occurring that I don't see, we'll find out later. Gold and silver will help protect the integrity of my account. We made money for all of our investors in 2008. At the end of that awful year, our net worth was higher, not lower. And the primary reason was our precious metals commitment. So it will work if there's a financial crisis. I don't know if there's a financial crisis coming, by the way. I highlighted for you what was going on in the repo market. It certainly looked like a crisis. The Fed came out and said, no big deal. JP Morgan, Jamie Dimon said, oh, this is normal. End of the quarter. Liquidity crunch at banks. I don't like liquidity crunches. I don't like when bank CEOs... And Fed members tell me everything's fine because I heard all that before in 2008. And of course, nothing was fine. So I don't know what's going on. What I know is that gold is in a significant uptrend after a seven-year downtrend. Silver, the same thing. And this is the first pullback to the 50-day moving average. So now I look to see, do I want to own the assets here? Do they set up correctly? Is there a risk on opportunity here? If there is, I'll be building a position. I may be building it right now. Okay? Can't tell you everything I do. The minute I do it. If you want that information, you can work with me. All right? But I will share with you what's at the top of my whiteboard. And precious metals got to be at the top of your whiteboard at this point. Okay? You make the decision yourself if it's the right investment for you. All right, guys. That's going to wrap it up for today. 
just wanted to share with you some of those thoughts. We'll get um, more in-depth on cannabis on Friday because those stocks are just continuing to implode. Not a bad thing if you're following what I've been saying for months. You've got a, almost, hopefully, 100% of your cannabis positions in cash waiting to take advantage of the weakness. And I'm just trying to figure out where this thing ends. I mean, now they're getting to Charlotte's Web. You knew that was going to happen, right? We talked about that. You can't, can't be the only guy standing, so they're driving that stock down. So we keep doing our research. I'll, I'll talk to you guys a bit about that uh, on Friday. Thanks for being here. Obviously, if you found this helpful, don't forget to give me a thumbs up. That helps me out. And uh, I'll talk to you again on, on Friday. Thanks for, thanks for taking care and taking the time out to listen to what I have to say. It really helps me. Take care, guys.